This is Driven by Data, the podcast. Welcome to Driven by Data, the podcast, brought to you by Orbition Group and hosted by me, Kyle Winterbottom. Orbition Group is delighted to bring this podcast series, which boasts some of the most high-profile data, analytics, and AI thought leaders from across the globe. Each episode details the journey to the top of our industry's most respected leadership figures, while bringing unique insights drawn from first-hand experience on the industry's most trending topics, told in order to share knowledge, experiences, and ideas to inspire, innovate, and give back to the global data and analytics community. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Driven by Data podcast. Uh, today, I'm joined by Ed Child, who is the head of enterprise data at Studio Retail. So, Ed, thank you very much for joining us. Cool. Thanks. Thanks for having me, Carl. No problem at all. No problem. So, look, really excited to get into um, the topic today because I know it's one that's you know very relevant and talked about a lot. Um, across the across the industry, um, but before we do that, why don't you give us a bit of a, a brief introduction into you know yourself, your background, and I guess your your journey to date. Sure. So yeah, hi, hi everyone. My name is Ed Child. So I'm the head of um, my title's changed a little bit actually. So I'm the head of enterprise data products and insight, which is a bit of a kind of mouthful. So I work at Studio Retail Group. Um, we're a e-commerce retailer based in the northwest. Um, so a little bit. About me, uh, I've got a degree in human geography from my Leeds and uh, never really left Yorkshire, to be honest. So I started my early career in um, GIS and spatial interaction modelling, some good kind of like geeky stuff there. Um, I then moved my kind of career more into the CRM and data field, and I spent a long time at Asda. So I, I sort of built a lot of sort of data and analytics teams from the kind of ground up at like Asda. Um, so I went on to head up the customer data and data science team at Asda, uh, and then had a a really lucky opportunity to go to Walmart in the US and I worked over there as a um, director of insight for Walmart US. So I moved over there with my wife and three kids um, and then came back to the UK. And most recently, I've been at a studio for the last um, year and about three months now. Right. Very good. So um, uh, a fantastic journey, obviously some some big names. Um I too have moved out to the US and, and moved back, but that's probably another story for another time. But um, okay, so you're at Studio Retail now. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's give, give us a bit of insight into your role, kind of where it sits within the organisation. You know, a bit about what Studio does and focuses on, and I guess you know the impact that you're trying to have there. Sure. So um, Studio is a, a business based in the northwest. Um, it has a really strong heritage in um, catalogue. Uh, and it's transitioned to be a kind of digital first and an e-commerce kind of business. So um, Studio is fortunately one of the winners of kind of like COVID currently. So we've got a really strong performance. Um, so we've currently got an active base of about 2.1 million, million customers and our results over the last six months have been really, really strong. So we're, we're almost 40% up year on year. So we've been really kind of fortunate with covid to actually be a e-commerce retailer with the right proposition at the right time um i think it's fair to say that um we still have quite a lot to do in the data space um so we are um 
data rich and there's a lot of opportunity for a studio to be utilizing that data to be stronger and driving real competitive advantage so i think it's fair to say there's a some kind of data debt across the organization and we've probably lacked some of the historical structure of having anyone in a more central enterprise level position leading our kind of like charge and helping us actually maximize the use of data and that's where kind of my role fits in so i sit in this kind of translator role where i have to um look at the business opportunities that that data can create and then look at how we build the right uh, technology capability and teams to actually deliver that so it's been a been a really exciting ride and we're just really really starting to get kind of like going yeah interesting was obviously as you mentioned a data rich business did they have any kind of data analytics capability before you joined or was it a completely greenfield environment for you um, we have some kind of legacy tooling, and I think we've made some um, significant investments in Salesforce Marketing Cloud. We've already uh, sort of using Google Analytics 360. So we've got some kind of areas where we're already kind of like strong. I think there's there's opportunity in our enterprise-wide reporting capability. So we're looking at making some 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 really big improvements there, um, and we're also looking at creating a centralized enterprise data hub so rather than business units all uh, operating on their own with varying levels of analytics and reporting expertise what my kind of goal is is to like set up a central enterprise hub and then um, build data and analytics spokes across the organization so we can start using consistent tools consistent technology using consistent and trusted data from a single like source um, rather than teams going off and fending for themselves. So we've already got some uh, really strong analysts and capability. What we're looking to do is put our like, arms arms kind of like round it and really drive maximum value out of it over the coming years. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, so as I mentioned, very keen to get into the topic. And obviously, we've chatted about this um, offline for for a while. But um, I guess the whole idea of experimentation and, um, you know, getting the most out of that and, and then kind of using that as a as a tool to, to aid development, um, I guess, is where we're hopefully going to go with this. So I guess there's... You know, there's so much noise. I mean, as with as with a lot of kind of industry buzzwords, right? There's a lot of talk around experimentation and the different notion of what's meant by that and the benefits and and so forth and and, and so on. But I guess just to kind of shape that for us, what does experimentation mean to you and and or studio at this point in time? I think experimentation is a few like different things for me and it's it's encouraging a different kind of like mindset of just going rather than just people feeling like they could they're just going and doing their existing job it's about empowering people and empowering teams to be creative and try new things um so and that like doesn't have to come with enormous risk because ex- experimentation inherently is about trialing things and like doing things that you know and testing things and then looking at how you kind of roll things out so i think studio already has quite a strong heritage in experimentation and testing so we do 
um, to like team do some really cool stuff on our uh, website using Qubit and uh, tool, tools like this, which really helps us look at what are those incremental gains you can drive through e-commerce conversion and site optimization, which is you know really good. But how can we encourage this more kind of broadly across the organization? Um, we do, we still spend a fair amount of money on um, catalogs and postcards and print. We do a lot of kind of testing here. We do a lot of test and control piece. But it's kind of how can we, again, put our arms like around this and then look at how we can do this more kind of broadly across the organization and share results. Um, and it's, I think it's, it's a kind of mindset change too in terms of just making people feel feel like different and empowered is such a big important word by going encouraging people to be creative and take kind of like risks and actually change stuff really yeah yeah no i mean that's really interesting so i guess just to try and put 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 it into some context then is this a, a kind of a portion of time that the people that work within your business have to go and effectively you know try and do whatever they want to do or are there any guidelines set by you in terms of where you might be able to pick up the quick wins and the value or, or is it completely kind of open open floor so to speak for me experimentation ties really closely into your development and people's personal development plans and things like this and particularly for me this is such an important area when we're building data and analytical teams um so I think I've worked in Asda and some big kind of like brands, which if you're not investing in your colleagues, you will lose them. Um, and it's really important. And I think it's really trying to lead by example and, and sort of create this kind of growth mindset to actually say, look, I want to actually give you time and I am I'm I'm actually encouraging you to do less work and spend more time actually experimenting or developing yourself which which feels instinctively a little bit kind of kind of wrong sometimes but <laughs> I've been encouraging my team to take five percent of their kind of like time and be really disciplined and go look you should be spending five percent of your time on your own development and experimentation um and that sounds a little bit you, you go oh really five percent but five percent is like one day per month and I I'm I'm absolutely behind this and believe that studio will will kind of benefit through like people spending more time developing themselves rather than going oh I've really got to finish this kind of like project and do stuff but you've got to be really disciplined on it mm -hmm. so my role here is to really try and encourage people and it might not be a whole kind of day out per month and it might be you know various seminars stuff on Udemy Coursera whatever there's so many ways to like learn but it's just giving people that empowerment to say build this into your day job yeah yeah absolutely i think the of often speaking to you know leadership figures from the world of data it's it's certainly something that if businesses aren't doing this they certainly want to do it but often what the piece that they struggle the most with it is the, the logistics behind that and um, it, it sounds like to me the, the mindset piece comes first to the leader right because if you're not kind of on board with that and believe in the value that's going to bring it's it's going to be very difficult to kind of persuade people to go and do something that maybe you're not bought into so that's interesting so 
obviously then let's jump into kind of some of the key benefits that you've seen from doing this because I know when we've spoke previously you've mentioned you know you've done a whole host of things around this at ASDA and then what you've done now at Studio so what have been the the biggest benefits that you've seen from you know letting these people go and experiment and and self-develop? I think one of the most encouraging things I've seen is probably um, my team's engagement scores so actually it looks like when you are taking time till I said I do this and people find it probably a little bit intimidating at first but then get quite refreshed with it that you're actually being so um, encouraging on this stuff but that actually I've seen team development scores go up quite considerably because again it's that that, that like thing about feeling empowered by them going actually we want to invest in you and some of it could be like money in terms of for like courses and things but it, for me it's that thing about investing time and again you know you spend so much of you, your kind of time at work I, and you know this whole kind of cycle of all of us at every level need to keep learning constantly if you stand like still particularly in the data and analytics space stuff is moving so fast you will get left behind so if someone's encouraging you to sort of get out there and learn and like do stuff like i've had that previously take it take it with open arms and crack on with it because it benefits you but it also benefits the employer and it's that bit of just going it's a um i think there's the uh, stuff that you know people like talk about failing fast and all this kind of stuff and experimentation and i think fail is a really strong word and not necessarily the kind of right word and this is a little bit cringeworthy so sorry but for me and I kind of read this somewhere but fail stands for first attempt in learning and I'm like I love that yeah because that like that actually symbolizes what failure is and it's like you know fail sounds like such a kind of strong word but actually it's all about experimentation it's all about learning and you have to like take like risks and like try stuff Mm because if you stand like still you're going to get left behind yeah Absolutely. I mean, yeah, that, that, that makes com- complete sense. Has, has there been a, a kind of standout moment in your career where, you know, an idea or, or something as something as, you know, big has come from, you know, you giving someone 5% time to, to go and experiment and it became the next big project or the next big program or, you know, and saw real value from it. Is there any kind of success stories around that that you've got? I think it's like hard to go into real specifics on this because it's there's like a lot of this stuff is about just encouraging people to work and think kind of like like differently. But I think for me, what so I introduced some quarterly hack days at like ASDA with the data and analytics team, and I think it's fair to say that the like team was a little bit apprehensive upfront on this and it was so easy to actually do because I just booked out everyone's calendar and said right uh, so and then split them all up into two kind of different like teams we had different like skills from different different kind of like people gave them a challenge at the start of the day fueled them with crispy creams and like coffee um, and they had to like come back six hours later present something and we had a really naff trophy and <laughs> people got so into it and that's it, seriously, but it was that easy to actually do. But people got super 
competitive. They started working in like different ways. They were utilizing skills of different people in the kind of like team. And analysts like quite often quite kind of like niche and work on a certain thing. But suddenly they were all working on like one common business goal and like challenge. And they go, oh, well, this guy's best for extracting some some kind of data. And this guy's best at managing the overall team. And this guy's best at pulling together the presentation at the end and stuff but it was so so kind of simple to like like do and I'm just going and it so I was really really pleased with how that stuff's gone and I think that then stepped on to us building a relationship with the IDM so we then provided some data sets for them and we sponsored a event to do a hack with some university students over in Manchester and then we did a, a broader event in like Asda which was more for with the IDM again looking at how we brought industry experts in to then see how could Asda be better utilizing data um, and it's really interesting stuff so that actually kicked in once I kind of like left so I didn't actually see see all the outputs but it was great to see that kind of stuff developing and getting ingrained yeah okay so I mean yeah looking at it from that perspective it's very easy to see how it benefits people from a development standpoint especially if they're used to working in you know quite silo teams and they're getting exposure to different people and different parts of the job yeah. which is yeah, which which makes absolute sense and, and obviously is fantastic for people's you know development to try and round off their their skill set if you like i mean I, you make it sound really easy and uh, i guess from some of the <laughs> some of the com- some of the conversations that that i've had as i said you know a lot of data leaders they they really want to to do this and implement this but being so busy in the day to day um they're they're quite fearful um and, and i think that comes down to you know naturally these days if you think about data science for example you know a data scientist would love to experiment you know 100% of the time right and it's about trying to get that that balance right to, to kind of get the benefit from both but still get the, the day-to-day done how how did you go about kind of making sure that you got that balance and, and what have been you know what were the key challenges of, of kind of maybe implementing that and you know kind of making it work I think some of it's about being kind of like bold because ultimately I was a little bit worried with some of the hack stuff I just go hang on I've just block booked out 15 people for a kind of like day but you then go actually this is just one day and I'd been to conferences and events and heard about other things and people doing stuff and I was like let's just actually do it and it was so easy to like do really it was literally thinking about a kind of like challenge booking some kind of rooms and then just you know ultimately giving people some inspiration and actually it was so easy I think if I was doing like a a kind of bigger bigger industry hack and you're doing this on a you know corporate scale something like this might be more kind of kind of like challenging but actually when I've introduced things like this my kind of managers and directors have all been really supportive too because they were like oh this is cool you know hacks are cool what did you actually do and find out you know it's all it's all interesting, relevant stuff. And for me, you know, just making a personal commitment to my team of like 5%, I I would probably push that to like 10. But again, start start kind of like simple. 5% of like someone's time is nothing, really. It really isn't. Um, but you also have to set, um, set the right example. So um, that was a, a big kind of like 
Walmart thing in terms of servant leadership and stuff like this. So I have to demonstrate to to like my team what I'm doing to sharing with with kind of like my team going right I've read this book I've done this I'm listening to a really cool like, podcast I've been on this course I need to understand more on like sort of this because if I'm not demonstrating this they won't be like bought into it either yeah no absolutely I guess you know just trying to think off the top of my head now the, the typical uh, the businesses that I know that you know have time for experimentation they're typically larger larger corporate businesses that have I mean, maybe arguably the resource to allow a, a group of people to just go and have a, a day out, uh, you know, to, to experiment or uh, whatever the case may be. And I guess, you know, your success in that has allowed you to shape it probably better to a slightly smaller organization. And I guess on the flip side, most smaller organizations that are really worried about the time that they give to people to do this that they actually see something from it and there's not just a group of people kind of going off trying to, you know, in reinvent the wheel and come up with the next, you know, big, big blockbuster type of, of idea. So is there any kind of advice you can give people in terms of how to, to kind of shape that? Because I know that, that that must be quite difficult in one breath to be able to say, this time's yours, go and do as you please. But then also kind of, I guess, in, in some ways might be a little bit fearful in terms of what they're actually going to do and if there's any use in it, if you get what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. I think it's still about about like doing it in a controlled environment. And it's it's not about saying saying to like people, you've got one like day off per month to like go off and like do things. You still have to put forward a like plan and you have to share this plan with the rest of the kind of like team. And it could yeah. be in so for me what we do is get together on a quarterly quarterly basis we talk as a kind of team what we've done and achieved individually over the last three months and what you're planning to do for the next next kind of like three months and for me that's a bit of positive reinforcement because it's actually you'll get more respect from me if you turn up to those things with a kind of plan rather than saying I've been too busy um, and it's that bit of just going encouraging people, but then it's a open like forum giving people different ideas. So some people find learning 15 minutes new SQL stuff on an app every day is perfectly right. Some people like really structured kind of like training. Other people like to dip in and out of seminars. Other people want to read books back to front. Everybody's like like different, but how can you share your experiences and i think for if you're not encouraging your your like teams to develop and push forwards particularly in this day and age working in the data and analytics industry you are not going to set yourself up for success it's really yeah. really important yeah absolutely i guess so it sounds like obviously you're giving them the the time and freedom to go and do what they want to do but within some kind of controlled environment so it's not just like you know Friday afternoon, um, every fourth Friday of the month, it's kind of like, you know, go away and do whatever you want. It's, so it's, it's a controlled environment. Yeah. I guess, is, is there challenges in kind of catering for everybody? Because as you said there, it's, you know, some people are would rather go and read and learn about a new technology or try, you know, go on a course. or And some people would, like you mentioned about the hackathon, you know, love for you to give them a problem and, you know, that you're not working on. It's a bit of a side project maybe and try and get under the bonnet of that. Is is that difficult to try and cater for everybody? Or how do you go about that? Well, 
I think it's all about catering to the individual and it's also up to the individual to be to be coming up with their own own kind of plan so rather than having a traditional command and control because probably five years ago it would have been the like case of going right you you three likes of the people need to go on a full day's or a week's worth of SAS training or whatever it is (laughs) and you know off you go to a classroom in Manchester or London sit in you know all this stuff. Whereas now there's so much capability online, so much stuff's free. There's, you know, the whole stuff around Coursera, Udemy, uh, Data Camp, all this kind of stuff. There's there's so many things there that if we can encourage people, and again, they're the kind of the people you want are the people who are like curious, who want to like grow. But also you have to respect that everybody's different. You can't, you know, some people find this a little bit intimidating because you're kind of putting pressure onto like them to like think about it so you have to hold their kind of like hands more and say look what about this or what about this and how can you get kind of like started but I think once people get kind of started on it they genuinely feel empowered and that's what I really want longer term is you know really curious empowered teams who are who just want to like keep like learning and moving on to the next thing yeah yeah absolutely okay it's all all very interesting stuff, I guess. To kind of wrap it up a little bit, then on the on the development side, I think obviously from the high level, I completely understand kind of you know the exposure to new and different things. Obviously, is learning and and, and development in its in itself. Is there have you seen any kind of you know major changes or you know wins from? Um, you know, from, from from doing this type of stuff from a development standpoint in terms of, you know, specific people over, you know, that you've managed over the years in terms of them picking up new things that has then resulted in some kind of value to to, the, to your team and, and your capability? I think I'm going to go back to one of my um, analysts at like Asda who was, who was so enthused by all the kind of um, being able to focus more time on the more strategic things and have a bit more thinking space that he then and, and he had some regular reporting CRM kind of stuff to like do and he went off on his own and created these amazing workflows in Alteryx and did all this amazing stuff and automated a ton of like stuff and took it down from hours and hours and hours to something that like ran in like five minutes because that empowered him to then have more time to like get on and think about other stuff and I was like what a great example that was I was so kind of like pleased because he'd he'd like gone off and done that completely off his own back and Alteryx is a like great kind of tool like that for having a load of learning online and communities and if you're like curious and he just went off and like nailed it it's like you know and it and it, 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 you know, that was a kind of saving of just probably seven hours of an analyst's time that he just went and wow. sort of did something. And I'm like, wow, that mm-hmm. is awesome. So yeah. it's hard to quantify that in terms of ROI. But for me, it was a really nice example because he was also so kind of chuffed with it because um, he'd done this really kind of cool thing. So he'd learned loads, but he'd also empowered himself to have more time to do some of the more interesting work so yeah. very smart absolutely I guess there must be an element that's very important in all of this in terms of if if you're giving the people the time to go and do things like you've just outlined that they 
that type of work gets kind of implemented into the day-to-day because I, I imagine that you know if you're giving these analysts and data scientists or whatever the time to go and do this stuff and they keep coming up with the goods time and time again and it doesn't result in anything from a commercial standpoint in terms of how you operate as a team I imagine that can be you know maybe a little bit soul destroying for them and eventually they lose interest with it is there an element yeah. of, kind of managing that as well because again I imagine from a leadership standpoint you know you can't adopt everything so it's you know it's difficult exactly I think you're exactly right and that's where as a kind of data data leader you've got to give people the right kind of like steer so sometimes as an analyst you're not really kind of close to the business problems and the the like stuff that really needs needs kind of like like solving and you go oh I could do this amazing thing over here and you go well is that really that important to the overall kind of like business Mm -hmm. so that's your role as a data and analytics leader to help steer them onto these things which which do drive kind of like value and stop them going down rabbit holes yeah yeah absolutely okay well ed it's been hugely insightful i'm sure it'd be um, <laughs> of, of huge help to to a lot of businesses that are kind of wanting to do this and probably struggling to know where to start um i guess final question if there's people out there that are kind of keen to pick your brains on this about how their business maybe goes about doing it or you know just some some ideas um a are you open for people to reach out and, and if so what's the what's the best way to do so yeah absolutely i think the easiest way is to um get hold of me on on kind of linkedin i think linkedin's an awesome kind of like platform for peer-to-peer networking and stuff like that and again i'm like keen to like learn from other people too as to kind of what's worked I, I don't think there's a magic formula to this i think it's um you know hacks might work for a little while this might work uh, but every every organization is kind of like like different but it's um so i'm also keen to like learn from others also yeah perfect all right fantastic well ed thank you very much for coming on and uh, we'll see you at our driven by data event in a couple of weeks good stuff thanks Carl. Right. been a pleasure yeah, Thank you. Speak soon. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye. That's it for this episode of Driven by Data, the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back next week speaking with another thought leader from the world of data and analytics. Until then, please follow Orbition Group on social media if you've not already done so, where you'll be able to subscribe and therefore be made aware of the podcasts as they arrive. And please share, like, and leave reviews so that more people from our industry get to hear and benefit from these two. If you've got any questions or you want to suggest ideas for topics or potential guests, then please feel free to reach out to me. Thanks for listening and I'll be back next week.